Welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm joined with David, Georgia, and Kleena, who are all teachers. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm going to start you off. David, I'll start with you. What inspired you to want to go into the teaching profession? Uh, I just really like sport and how could I be a professional sports person but not good enough to be a professional professional sports person. Okay. So uh, that was PE teaching. So uh, I picked to go to study, end up studying for a long time, unfortunately. But uh, I made it in the end, so now I'm here. Uh, happy years. Brilliant. How long did you study for? Nine years. <laughs> okay. This is really selling teaching to I people. <laughs> PE teaching is 510 points. So oh um, my God, it's ridiculous. It's exactly uh, your average point score, so let's put it that way. Okay. Georgia? Um, I became a teacher because I loved school and because I always really loved reading and languages so I teach English and I teach German and I just wanted to like try and promote them and to make more people love them because I feel like nowadays a lot of kids are not really into either thing so that's why. Love that. Okay, Kalina. Uh, it's kind of sad to say it, the same as Georgia, I really like school. And I teach history and I love history, so... Did you like school? No. <laughs> David? I mean, kind of Yeah, I like school. There's certain aspects of it. Yeah, no, exactly. Certain yeah. aspects, I think. But that's good. It's also something you kind of already know a lot about, so you can see yourself doing it. Obviously, it's totally different, but you know how school works. You, like that sounds attractive to you yeah, yeah. and then you from know from a very young yeah. age I knew I wanted to be a teacher and like I always taught primary school teacher and then when yeah. I got a bit older I was like no no no, no. that was the same as me <laughs> well, I wanted same, primary yeah. school as well and now I'm like oh god no no yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're either one or the other yeah, yeah 100% yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely okay David I'm gonna go back to you when you first started out teaching did you have doubts about how you would meet each student's individual needs or fear of failure yeah, but it also involves, depends on the students. You okay. might not meet the needs of everyone. You mm-hmm. have to realise that sometimes you won't. I think that's your fear of failure. It goes a lot less once you realise you do the best you can. And that's exactly. all you can do. Whereas if you take it, like I get everyone an A, yeah. that's just not possible. Yeah, it's not realistic. It's like anyone, not everyone's going to go to college and that's their choice. You can't force everyone to push it 100% to get it 100%. 100%. I know, I, no, but I totally agree because people, students' abilities are, they're all oh, different. Like, no two students are the same. No, Jesus. Definitely not. And I think that's what you need to realise as well when you go into teaching. You can't just teach one way and expect everyone yeah. to yeah, learn. Like, I don't know, have you ever heard of imposter syndrome? Yeah. So, like, nearly every person suffers from it in yeah. their degrees. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd have very much, like, when I come back from having time off, yeah. It's very much, do I know how to teach anymore? Yeah. And then you just come back in and you forget about it as our class. But I remember even starting out teaching, they're like, right, I'm going to leave you now to teach that class. And I'm like, sorry, what? Like, you're not going to help me? <laughs> do you know? That's, that's the, the frightening part. That's the incredible, because some teachers nearly sit over each other. That's yeah. worse than mm. the no help, because no help you make it all false. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of giving the students a question and being like, do try it. Yeah. That way you, need, you kind of need to try teaching and try different yeah, things. Yeah, I definitely. Told, this is how you have to do this or this is how you have to do yeah, that. Because not every teacher is the same student. That's different. exactly the same as no two students are the same, yeah. no two teachers yeah. are the same. Okay, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was so scared going into my first teaching job. And yeah. I was really worried. And like David says, like, 
you have to figure it out on your yeah. own and like I think that there's an idea for kids especially even when I was a student like you think the teacher knows everything yeah and you expect the teacher to know everything about their subject everything like they're supposed to be so wise and everything yeah but um like sometimes kids would even ask me like oh miss how do you say this word in German and it would be like totally like off the cuff random word like and, like you wouldn't know yeah like, think of how many words there are in English like and then you're trying to think of them as a non-native speaker of a different language and um, so yeah like definitely you have to kind of accept that you're not going to know everything right away and it's going to take time for you to get to the level that your teachers are at in school 100%. people who you admired and who like made you want to be a teacher it's going to take time to get there. But I think, obviously, as well, showing students that you don't know everything yeah. shows that you're human as well. Yeah. You're and not... Like, I think it's good as well to let kids know, like, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah, Everybody 100%. knows everything all the time. But sometimes I'll use the term, if they're like, Miss, what's this? I'm like, you're only going to learn if you go home and look it up. If I really don't know. Yeah, and you, again. yeah you'll, you'll only learn if you research it. I'm going home to research that myself. <laughs> right, cleaner. Uh, yeah, I can't, like, I'm five years qualified now. Yeah. I'm like, still having a clue like, in my head while I'm at. <laughs> and I think you realise you, you don't know. Mm. I think also like there's constant changes the courses anyway so you yeah. can say, you could know after 20 30 years how to it, it'll just change yeah so i think there's no point i think the day you think you know it and like you've lost half your class then because yeah, you, you will never have the same 30 kids or 25 kids in front of you anyway yeah. i do a lot of special needs work so you kind of have to be on your toes anyway like sometimes i'm teaching maths and i haven't a clue and they know i haven't a clue yeah but actually like you were just saying it helps them to know okay we're doing this together and i'm gonna help her and she's gonna help you yeah. obviously you want to be a step ahead of them but they think that you're going on the journey with them and then yeah no that's got confidence yeah a bit more, that's really good because i remember when i started i was like my god i feel like i don't even know half of yeah. this oh, stuff do you know like it's scary act. like yeah. you just have to kind of convince them and then that you're a great actress yeah. and actor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you went and sash your subjects believe us right now oh god you wouldn't get what you said no you think you would yeah. right now outside the teacher would think you yeah a hundred. but there's so many variables so many chapters so many different things you need to understand but that's another thing i think they put so much pressure on you in school to get like these mad points not like i never got the points firsthand to go straight into teaching so i done a backdoor through an undergrad and done an arts degree like there's so many alternatives to go into teaching yeah. Well, that's why Biffy and stuff is there. Yeah, definitely. Even if you have to start from rock bottom, there's always a way to get to the top. That's what I mean. Anything's attainable when you put your mind to it, but that's good. <laughs> you have to start somewhere, though, to go up. So. Yeah. Well, listen, you don't want to start at the top because there's only one way down. Exactly. Well, that was good. Yeah. Amazing. Very inspiring. <laughs> no, but I remember even an experience in school when I was in Fortier at the time, and I had this English teacher, and I was like, I'd say you got an A1, and she was like, no, I didn't. Do you know, like, you just assume that, oh, my God, all teachers are so intelligent and they know everything, when really we're winging it half the time. <laughs> yeah. pressure as well. Yeah. makes the job stressful sometimes because they expect you to know everything. And, like, really you're just trying to keep one class ahead but of yourself. That's the thing. Fake it till you make it, really. Yeah. Because not anyone in this world knows everything. And if they do, they're lying. Like, the first piece of advice I was 
beginning why my principal, when I told her I was going to institution, was that like you're about to become an actress and yeah, the classroom sure. is the stage and you're it the is. performer. But you're yeah. not you're not just here to teach children academically. You're no, here to yeah. help like students develop holistically as well. Yeah, holistically, as in the sense like emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my school is so much more than content knowledge. Yeah. Even though it's not academic. No, of course there's an exam at the end, but I don't think that like it should just be content based. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> it is. but you know, but I understand. No, there is a lot of pressure, but I think that pressure needs to come down because I remember even doing my own leavings there, freaking out, being like, I didn't get the points on the day, and I was crying. I was like, oh my god, I'm never going to be a teacher. Do you know, like. It, yeah, to be yeah. like that, that hard on yourself is not good. Oh, like I would be my decision. So like, it's said that they never, very rarely people get what they want out of it. Yeah. Like it's. But I think that makes it more rewarding that you have to work that bit harder to oh, get there. But that's why some students you look at them and you know they're not going to do well because there's no effort. Yeah. It's like they resign themselves before they even start. But that's all linked back to imposter syndrome as well. I think kids that don't try or act out sometimes it's actually because they're just nervous of getting something wrong. Potentially. Some of them, uh, some, some of them just don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. but so I do agree some like, don't care. Like, no matter how much resources and time you put into some people, it doesn't. It won't. It won't. Yeah. It won't. Even if you get past the imposter, even if it is a bit imposter, there is still a work ethic that you need to have. In oh, yeah, to, definitely. To kind of push yourself. But I do believe that, like, you know, even some quiet kids and stuff like that, they're just fear of, like, failing or getting oh, yeah, something yeah. wrong. Yeah. Do you get me? They don't have to learn, because when you've done older enough, there's no, there's no, oh, I just didn't feel like, or I wasn't able to, because once you get a job, it's yeah, up to you. To yeah, effort, like, that's what I mean. Much. And you, ha- you make mistakes along the oh, way, yeah. and you just learn from them. I made them. Yeah, but you do. Like, I remember the first time I started teaching here and I was like, I was trying to give out to one of the kids and I stuttered on my words and started laughing. The whole class was laughing yeah. at me. But that shows that you're human again. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell my kids, like, I'll make more mistakes than you. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is the best techniques that you use for behaviour management? <laughs> David. There's different levels of behaviour. So, so like, <laughs> Behaviour for me, because I'm teaching PE, is different probably than yeah. classroom behaviour management. So much more of me is separating the lads that are friends, in quotes. Because okay. if you put them, break them up in different groups, they're much less likely to act, act, act the box. So okay, like, yeah. Why put a mess or a, nor- like a, a, a normal? A normal kid. <laughs> a kid that doesn't really mess and someone that's kind of stronger in the subject. Yeah. They're not necessarily, but three lads are just trying to play football and, yeah. and you're trying to teach them something. So mm. it's much more organisation rather than management. Yeah, definitely. So like, and then walking around, making sure you're kind of like spreading your time between the groups. Yeah. Uh, similar, same, similar for all subjects. Yeah, the same in the classroom. Well, now COVID, no, so in that, you're not yeah. really supposed to walk. Well, I saw that. <laughs> okay, to our chat. Well, for me, like, I'm not a very intimidating person, <laughs> so I find it really hard to be, like, an authoritarian, you know, like, and shout or something, like, I don't yeah. really shout in the classroom, but, um, I would say you just have to be smart, yeah. and pick and choose your battles, and then just keep them busy, keep them working, so but they don't have yeah. time to mess. They'll try to pull the wool over your eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you my... just have to show them, like, you you were born yesterday. I actually remember one day two of the kids swapped their journals and they were like, Miss, my name is Charlie. Stop calling me uh, whatever my name was. I can't remember. And I was, I was like, no, 
like his name is definitely that like and then I was kind of like oh god is his name that and I was like I have to see them flying in front of me guys like stop trying to film me and they were like oh we'll get missed next time and I was like I never had the seating plan I just pulled the yeah. wool over your eyes for a change because of COVID as well like with the online teaching like I found a lot of the kids were messing the first time yeah. they were unmuting themselves and you know like making noises and then I was like, oh, how am I going to deal with this now? And then the next class we went down, I was like, okay, guys, so I'm going to record this class um, yeah. for the people who aren't here, and I'll stick it up online afterwards. So then, obviously, they know they're being recorded, so yeah. then it stopped. So you have to, like, think creatively. That's actually today. another question. Like, how did you find online teaching in, in difference to actually being in the class? Hard. Hard, hard yeah. yeah. Really hard. Tiring. It's more effort though. Yeah, as you're well. talking a lot more into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you can't see them. They don't have to have their cameras on. Their mics are muted. You're basically teaching mm. to a blank screen. Yeah. Just begging one of them to please answer you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can't tell whether they're understanding you or anything. Yeah. I don't know if I'm helping you. It's really hard. I'd say it's hard on them as well though. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so draining like for mm. them to sit at the laptop all day or the computer. And then, like, we don't know what's going on at home. You know, like, there could be three of them yeah. trying to share a laptop. There could be, um, like, younger siblings at home. There could be noise. Like, and then they're trying to act as if they're still in school, but they're not. Yeah, I agree. It also makes it harder for when they come back. To get like, them. Their yeah. behaviour is going to be tough for the first mm-hmm. few weeks. Just get them back into routines mm-hmm. and movement. And yeah. Because they'd be so used to sitting there with the mute and the PlayStation oh. in the other hand. <laughs> but, like, the, the, I'm like... The leading starts going to suffer points wise, they're going to suffer for the next yeah. five years. Yeah, yeah, Cause, for sure. Because that, even if you're in first year, the time, what, what you learn in first year is now probably four months, maybe two months behind. Mm. You need to catch up in second year, and it just kind of keeps, keeps yeah. knocking on, that kind mm. of thing. So it's difficult. It's going to be tough. It's tough for them as well, because yeah. a lot of the loose habits they would have built in school. Like after fourth year for me, I kind of wiser. Fourth year does that to people yeah, though. Girl, I was like, oh, everything's made crap and like, let's have fun. And then I got to fifth year, I was like, oh, what? What is this again? But yeah. fourth year just makes you either really lazy or you're ready to go in and sit your leaving search. I think I know which one it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think fourth year as well, though, can actually not be the right option for kids who like, oh, are yeah. academic and yeah. like, like school because they're bored most of the year. They don't want to be just. You know, like going nothing, yeah. or, you know, like walking around school or going on all these trips. Like some kids are like, I'd rather finish school a year earlier. Definitely. But then do they miss the social, are they missing the social skills that are important? Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's all about... Because yeah. if you think, if you don't do fourth year, I'm just not going to do fourth year. And they get to our skills, like, I have no friendships, I have no like, personal relationships, I don't know how to build them. And some of them can be important. Like, yeah, of course. It doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. But sometimes them trips to Chabalgan or wherever you go <laughs> uh, builds that friendship that you might see someone 10 years down the road and stop and have a chat with them. They wouldn't otherwise kind of thing. So sometimes it can be useful. Obviously, some people don't. But I do agree in what you're saying. Like, if you're really academic, go on. But, like, if you're really lazy, it could actually grow you up. Yeah, it really can. Yeah. Particularly, like, some of them that have just dust their way through they kind of, after third year, it goes one way or the other, and they can step up. So you give them a year mm. to kind of give them extra responsibilities, like work experience and all the other things they do, that they start to get 
responsibility and pressure on them in a different way yeah. can make or break them. But that was the same for me. Like, I done a 360 turn after fourth year. Like, I didn't do a top of work. And then I got to fifth year and I was like, right, like, I actually need to get my shit together. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, lesson plan takes so much time. What's your advice on lesson plans starting off teaching? David? You don't do You don't ever do <laughs> <laughs> But you have to do them for college. Yeah, but you're, for after months. starting teaching, it's bullet points on a page. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a unit of learning. Yep. Uh, what you're going to cover, the key learning from that, maybe a methodology you might use for yep. that specific chapter. And maybe some, some key questions or something you might and, ask and uh, assessments yeah and an outline of that very brief two lines you're never ever, I agree ever, though ever, 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 but you ever, couldn't ever. if you have 32 periods a week oh. you cannot put in no. that much planning you can't because also how many stuff on your lesson plan for college do you actually I know in the inspectors here you're coming all in you don't but you actually don't and then, then on no, top of that you have the resources to prepare for the class that's more important than the lesson yeah. plan even even I, I, the teachers learn get more resources from their teaching practice people yeah and they actually yeah. make they have time to be making resources yeah. every day for each class like kind of so yeah like, you're, you're more likely to get more stuff from your person you're loyal than yourself really. I agree though because even since I've started teaching like I just do bullet points on obviously not for an inspector now but I do bullet points on a page and I just submit the lesson plans that I have to su- submit yeah because it's also your notes so you know yeah. that a bullet point translates to something else in your head but it, it just becomes it. at the start yeah. it's really daunting because I was like oh my god oh. but then as you go on it just becomes second nature it does yeah it also becomes pointless because you know no one's going to read yeah. no ever um, how do you deal with your bad days when you have to come in and teach? As in being an actress and an actor. <laughs> oh, bad days, you try, try not to unload when you're home. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. So you're home, you're not thinking about But subconsciously, you're always kind of like yeah. this. So when you come in the next day, you have to kind of park that experience. And let it go. Because like, students don't want to be here most of the time. Mm. And some days we be bad, some days we be good. And when you have 30 lads or 20 lads in a classroom, you're always going to get two or three lads yeah. just having a bad day. And you can't hold that against them. No, definitely yeah. not. Whereas if, well, if you go through the whole year and the person's just being a prick the whole time, it's, it's much different. If it's a day, it is it's, difficult it, though. It, like, it's very difficult like, yeah. to, hold, not to hold grudges. Like, but that's the thing where you, yeah, where you have to be an actor and an actress where they don't even know that you don't like them. You might not like them, but they'll never know. Well, yeah. You can't, you can't ever, ever no, discriminate no. against anyone though no, either. Like, you also have to be honest with them. And be yeah. like, if you're doing no work, you have mm. to tell them what's going to occur. Like, it's not like babysitting them. Firm but fair. <laughs> yeah. Georgia. Yeah, I'd say the same. Like, if you're Kids will have respect for you and some won't, oh. and that's just the thing. But what's much harder is when a teacher's not nice as well. Yes. yes. Or a teacher. But I don't think a teacher should ever disrespect a child just because they are bad or acting. Oh, no. Do you know either? If you say you're, I've had experience where European students and teachers in that skill 
are rude to the I totally agree, yeah. So, like, that's worse than the students being rude to because yeah, they're actually your equals. Yeah. That's the thing. So, like, some teachers, I think... Thankfully, I've never had an experience like that now. Uh, some, some, like, my uh, place that I've done, there's people that, like, made my, my college mate cry because he's her... But it's so intimidating to come into a school as oh, a as oh, a, yeah. a PME anyway in the first I'm place. I'm older. It was intimidating for me. You're twenty, and well, you'd be nineteen in your first place. Depending on how long. But that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah. Um. Okay, Kleena, What do you think? I can't even remember what the question was. No, nor can I. Bad day. Bad day. I yeah. think the biggest like I remember it myself. I went to a girls' school and I. You know, I wasn't the nastiest, but I was a teenage girl. Yeah, and I remember that. whispering about teachers and friends and being like, oh my God, how embarrassing is the state of her or whatever. And then you think, like, of course she wouldn't have cared what 15-year-old me thought about her. So why do I care what 15... And I don't care anymore. That I much. love that. But you would be like, why do they... You know, I used to be like, is she not embarrassed that there's 25 girls in here looking her up and down? And I don't teach girls, so maybe it would be... <laughs> but you think, like, they... I really do not care what any of them think. And it did take a while, like, yeah. particularly with boys. I used to, I've only talked about this recently, that like I used to be afraid of walking into a room with six-year boys. And I'm like... It is intimidating, it is intimidating though. Yeah. Just, as each year goes on as well, they get younger and younger in your head. But you see them and you're like, I don't like, I don't care what you have to say. Yeah. As long as they're not getting like aggressive in your face. But totally. They just... You're not on their radar. You're on their radar for 40 minutes. And if you take that person in, you'll never open a classroom door. Like you just, that's what I mean you, you. yeah you'll just but pack it in really yeah but that's the thing even some of the sixth year lads like they're half of them are yeah, taller are as well yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah well, exactly yeah. that's uh, like to watch them for five minutes and you realize they're children yeah they're children fine. literally <laughs> uh what's your biggest piece of advice you'd give to young teachers starting out just give it a go give it yeah. a go Love just that. go in give it your best shot don't worry about what actually happens that's the thing. Yeah. One thing I would definitely say, which I found hard at the start, when you're getting inspected, accept the constructive criticism mm-hmm. that they're giving you to be a better teacher. Like they will go hard on you because but they want you to be better. There's also, yes, I know some nitpick. They do though. And nitpicking doesn't actually help because it, it intimidates you more than yeah, anything. So like, if a person gives you overall feedback, being like. Do that. I remember an inspector made me cry before. Like, oh, that's yeah. how horrible they were. But you need to take that on the chin and not be like, oh, I'm not good enough to be a teacher. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. But like, you need to also, they're there to pick your flaws. Yeah. Even though they're there to help you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they will nitpick. They, they will nitpick and yeah. down as much as possible. But they, that's the thing with the job as well. You're going to be dealing with 30 kids that are going to nitpick at you every day. Yeah, so like you need to be mentally strong oh. for that as well. Um, Georgia, what do you think? Um, I think the biggest thing to say to student teachers or new teachers is just don't compare yourself to any other teacher. Yeah. In, on your placement or that you had, because even if they were amazing teachers, you're not there yet. Exactly. And you're only at the start and they were where you are once. So like, don't go into a classroom and think I'm not good enough because this person has been doing this for 30 years. But that's the thing. I seen a quote the other day and it was like, you're on chapter one, they may be mm-hmm. on chapter 20. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? So yeah. everyone has to start somewhere. Kleena. I did two years in the UK and they're big on like, I didn't train there, but they're big on the whole like um, collaboration teachers working mm-hmm. together. And, 
in some ways it's quite intense, but they would encourage you to sit in another teacher's classroom that you admire and go and watch them teach. Okay. I don't know how it would like fare here because I think a lot of people would be like, oh geez, I'm not having another guest in my room. Yeah. But I did that a lot over there. People would come in on me and I'd be like, you're not going to see much here at all. But anyway, and I, you would go to something that you admire and you watch how they do it. And again, you're not comparing yourselves. And I wouldn't go to someone that was like, two years qualified I was going to people that were 30 odd years doing the job or that you really respected yeah like that's really cool look at the confidence or how they manage it so I think there's like a wealth of resources in a staff room obviously it has to be a friendly place that you Mm. get on with people but I think people need to share their resources more and just ask them can I get this from you because they'll give it to you I don't get it though we're all here to like help students develop why not share resources but I think if you just said to somebody like I've you know, if you teach the same subject, oh, do you have anything on this? And then it opens, okay, well then, can you send me something on that? And yeah, just start of course. Because you're just, you're not really but you learn, you learn, every time. Yeah, like, you learn from the people yeah. around you as well. I mean, obviously you have to tailor it to your kids and your teaching style or whatever, but it... it well, like, it, I know with the people, it's being steers, you know, the... Well, I used to have a share of drive, mm-hmm. and I just yeah. bought stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's the best. Some people are very protective of that. I, I don't get that. I, I really don't get it. Like, any of my stuff is a combination of probably four or five yeah. teachers' other stuff, and then there's a bit of me in there. But I don't kids, understand so. that, because you should want to learn from... Especially yeah. when you come in as a PME, you get the opportunity to observe other teachers. And I remember the first week I done, I was like, Jesus, no two teachers' styles are yeah. ever the same. Yeah. Um... Let me just think. Okay, what advice would you give to a person about to start a master's in education? That's the last one we'll do. Um, it is not, though you need to do it, and it's like worth doing it and everything, it doesn't reflect. So just do it for the two years. Is it two years now? Two yeah. years, yeah. Do it for the two years, you need to do it, do it well, but then that's not what it's going to be like when you're out there. Yeah. So the, the paperwork and all of that. It's intense. It's, it's intense yeah. though as well. That's what you need to be like mindful of going into is that like it's really, really intense. Yeah, yeah that's just what I would say is that like a lot of people seem to think teaching is an easy job, you know, like oh, summer's off, oh, like you've got the weekends off, midterms and all that. But when you are in it, it's high intensity. Yeah. And the PME is, or the dip or whatever you're doing, whether it's like, I don't know what country you're in, but like, it is intense and it's a commitment yeah. and it's expensive. Yes, so, <laughs> so make expensive. Make sure that you want yeah. to do this job. Like teaching is not a job that you do because it's handy money. Like it's or a long holiday. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you're going into a teaching job for the money or the holidays, you're going in for the wrong reasons. And it takes so long to get a permanent job. Like, I kind of liked kids. kids. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, okay guys thanks so much thank you, thank you. <laughs>